Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 18, Hollywood. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt, and Tom. Uh, Matt sounds like Kenny from South Park. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. How'd you feel about my little, little song there? Isn't, uh, well, I, I love the song, but isn't uh, Kenny from South Park the one who, who kind of talked with the squeaky voice? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, so uh, I guess now our listeners know Matt has not made his epic return yet, but we hope momentum is building in the direction where he'll be back with us. It's going to happen soon. I can feel it. I can really feel it. So in tonight's episode, as you can probably guess by the title, we're going to be talking about Hollywood Studios. You know, there's been a lot of people that have been planning trips that we've talked to that are planning on either skipping Hollywood Studios or just making it a half day. So we're going to use this episode and we're going to use this platform to try to convince you guys that Hollywood Studios is still a park that is worth going to, despite the fact that, you know, three quarters of it's closed right now. So before we get into that tonight, let's do what we usually do at this time and go to Tom with the news. Tom, what do you got tonight? Ironically, I have no news for Hollywood Studios, um, but we'll save that for the the main topic of the episode. Starting in Magic Kingdom, some filming for Disney's holiday specials will take place next month. Uh, Once again, Disney will be filming several holiday specials at its parks. Um, Now, that will not include parades. It'll simply be the, the shows that are performed on the stage and then any musical number that's done, but the filming will take place from November 3rd to November 7th. Uh, so if you're in the park, I know some park operations may be impacted, shouldn't be that big of a deal, um, but you may find yourself uh, part of the action without even knowing. Uh, so be aware of that. November 3rd to November 7th, there will be shows being uh, filmed in Magic Kingdom. Uh, moving over to Disney Springs. Tickets are now available for Star Wars Secrets of the Empire. If you remember earlier on an earlier episode, we discussed that Disney Springs would be bringing in the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire attraction uh, located in Once Upon a Toy at Disney Springs. This will be a hyper-realistic attraction that will plunge guests directly into the world of Star Wars, where they'll be able to move freely throughout an untethered social and multi-sensory experience in a way that allows them to interact and engage with friends, family, and Star Wars characters. This groundbreaking experience has now been confirmed to be opening on December 16th inside the Void Experience Center, which will be located inside of Once Upon a Dream. Each participant must be 48 inches tall, and the suggested age, I believe, was 10 years old. Uh, and any child under 18 years will need to have a parent or guardian sign a liability waiver. The experience is 30 minutes, and it's about $29.95 per person. Tickets can. Do we know what this is, or? Yeah, it's uh, there's a YouTube video breaking it breaking it down. Uh, further than I probably can, but it's kind of like a, I don't want to call it like a 3D experience, but you're you're in like a room basically battling in a Star Wars type setting. So it's like a Star Wars LARP? Uh, yeah, I almost, com- at one point I almost compared it to like laser tag, but I don't think that's what, hmm. it's supposed to be incredible. They've done it at other parks, um, like unrelated to Disney. They've done this type of experience, but Gotcha. It's Star Wars, so it's going to draw a crowd. Sounds expensive for 
the 30 minute yeah 30 you know, dollar a minute dollar a minute yep hmm. i think it sounds like one of those one nine hundred numbers uh <laughs> used to call back in the day i think the i think the interesting part is there's a height requirement and a liability waiver i guess the liability waiver is because it is a free moving I mean, deal yeah in case you get like decked by somebody or something like that i guess i don't know it's certainly interesting uh moving on this one's a. This is the weirdest news I've ever come across. Uh, Walt Disney World hotels to begin allowing dogs in the rooms effective today. Beginning this week, Walt Disney World will allow dogs to stay on property and in your room at four Walt Disney World hotels. The four are the Disney's Yacht Club, Port Orleans Riverside, Art of Animation, and the cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. When each guest checks in, they must request the special Pluto's Welcome Kit, which has a mat, it has bowls, pet ID tag, Plastic disposable bags to clean up after your pet. Puppy pads and dog walking maps for the resort. Uh, guests will also need to display a special Pluto Do Not Disturb door hanger so the hotel staff is aware that there is a pet in the room. This is really expensive. This is like 50 to $75 per night. Like, if you, you can't find a kennel for that. I guess if you really want to keep your dog with you, but to me, this, this seems kind of ridiculous. Uh, I don't understand. Okay, so I guess I, I don't. Um, excuse my ignorance, but say you had a, a dog that was like a like a service dog, or you needed the dog. Could you have taken that to Disney prior to this point? Yeah, I I think that they made exceptions for service dogs. I don't I don't think that's the issue. I think this is just you know like people's pets. I I think this has a if it, if it is just for pets, it, excluding you know people who actually need to have a dog or, or, or service animal with them. This is going to go away really, really quickly if people don't clean up after their pets. Because Disney's not going to tolerate that. Well, you know, it's you're right, but Disney's got people to take care of that if somebody doesn't clean after their pet. You know, it's I'm pretty sure they'll probably microchip the poo or something like that, you know, to, to determine <laughs> whose it is. I mean, they'll, they'll figure it out, but... I don't know. To me, this just seems really expensive for, you know, the ability to leave your pet in your room while you go to the park all day. I mean, if if you're doing a Disney trip like you or I would do it, you're gone 12, 14 hours a day. Right. Your dog can't stay in your room for 14 hours yes, without going outside. Yeah, that's awful. So, I don't know. To me, it, it seems like not only are you wasting money by leaving your dog in your room, you're wasting valuable trip time by having to come back and let your dog out so you know, i'm staying at porter Orleans riverside so i i guess i'm gonna see some dogs yeah you might see some dogs and you might step in some remnants of dogs who knows mm. i will be the complainer i'll be the one taking pictures of people not picking up their dog feces <laughs> uh moving on with news uh disney is now launching a new gifting website i think that's pretty cool uh, this week, Disney World launched the new GiveDisneyVacations.com, which allows guests to register for Disney-related gifts of any size and solicit contributions from family and friends. These gifts can be as simple as a Disney gift card, or they could be theme park tickets. But they scale up to big-ticket items like an Adventure by Disney Vacation or membership with Disney Vacation Club. <laughs> I think I'm going right, to sign let's, up. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If if I go on there and I request like a Disney Vacation Club membership, I mean, I don't know. It just this seems a little like overkill, right? You, you've seen like the the kids on like college game day that put their Venmo account up and ask for beer money. 
I'm going to do this on our podcast. I'm going to start soliciting our listeners for my Disney fund. <laughs> it's, it's, it's for research purposes. So if you want to donate to Tom's Disney fund, look for, uh, <laughs> I got, <laughs> look for be- his Disney vacations membership on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, well, fortunately, we, we our trip fall into that level, huh? <laughs> our, our trip in December is taken care of, but I'd love to go back in January or February. Uh, (laughs) moving right along i'm kidding to our listeners out there i would never ask that of you guys well not yet at least uh moving on (laughs) the uh, winter summerland golf course closes for refurbishment walt disney world's winter summerland mini golf course will be getting some sprucing up this fall before the winter holidays come to walt disney world the summer course refurbishment is going to happen first closing the side of the facility from october 9th through november 10th reopening on November 11th. And then shortly after the summer side closes, the winter course will be closing as well, uh, October 23rd through November 10th, also reopening on uh, November 11th. I don't think there's going to be any major changes, uh, but this mini golf course definitely uh, needs to look its best when it reopens next month. It, it could use a little bit of a, a cleaning and upgrading. Have you, have, you played, have you played there before? I have. It's been years. I mean, it looks cool. I've never been there before. Yeah, we um, I don't remember like the the ticket. I guess we had included like a round of round or two of golf there, a round or two of putt putt. Uh, is that right by Coronado Springs? It is. It is, and that is a that's it. It's a pretty short news night. So nothing super exciting, but. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's what I that's what I live but, for to bring boring news. But, but good job. You know, I'm glad that Disney's allowing dogs now. Mm-hmm. That'll make things interesting. Disney's allowing so, dogs and men do WDW are asking for donations to go to Disney yeah. World. Yeah, good, good. Well, so back to the main topic for tonight. Again, we're going to talk about Hollywood Studios. and We're going to talk about why we think that it's worth it for you to spend a day of your Disney trip there. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think that Hollywood Studios has the best thrill rides out of all the parks. You know, I could see it competing with, I could see Animal Kingdom competing with it now. If you consider a uh, flight of passage thrill ride, I know we haven't ridden it. Uh, but aside from that, I think it, for, for quite some time it's had the, the best thrill rides. I mean, you look at Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror right next to each other. That's a really difficult one-two combo uh, to overcome. So, yeah, let's go into that. So, You've got Rock and Roller Coaster. You've got Tower of Terror. They're right next to each other. These are the big draws, obviously, on Sunset Boulevard. These are actually also the big draws as soon as the park opens, right? I mean, what's what's the strategy for this? You know, we've always been people who spend a full day in Hollywood Studios. And when we say full day, we get there at opening, and we typically stay through Fantasmic and the last fireworks show. Uh, so the strategy is you already have your Fast Pass for – Maybe both of these uh, in your back pocket because you can do that. The tier system would work in your favor here. And you ride them as many times as you can until you have to use the fast pass. Yeah. So, you know, typically rock and roller coaster fills up pretty quickly. And as we alluded to at our in our episode, I guess it was two episodes ago, this is not a line that you want to wait in, especially if it's 100 degrees outside, you're outside in the heat and you're going up and down and back and forth and up the ramp and 
Not a real fun, uh, not a real run. Yeah, not a real fun line. So I would, you know, this is this is what I would typically start with is rock and roller coaster. You're going to be able to get the, the thing about Hollywood Studios is and the great thing about Hollywood Studios is because so many people view this as a half day park now. Fast pass availability in the afternoons is pretty much wide open. You know, you're not it's not like going to Magic Kingdom or Epcot or Animal Kingdom where you get three fast passes and you pretty much take what you can get. You know, people don't really have fast passes planned in the afternoon in Hollywood Studios. Now, there are some people that are going to Hollywood Studios, you know, at at noon or one o'clock or two o'clock or whatever, because they do want to stay through the fireworks show and they do want to stay through Fantasmic. But typically those people are going to other parks first. And so they have fast passes lined up for that other park in the morning. So your fast pass selection is wide open and, and that makes it really, really easy to ride these rides multiple times. I mean, just, just touching on rock and roller coaster, you know, I think this is, this is my second favorite roller coaster at, Walt Disney World because Expedition Everest kind of does it for me. And I know it's probably your second favorite too. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know. I mean it's a better roller coaster than Space Mountain, but Space Mountain has a spell on me. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. But look, this is a great roller coaster. You know, you go, I mean, the launch on this roller coaster is amazing. The the first time I ever rode this roller coaster, once you get through the line and once you get through the studio and you kind of go into the back alley themed area, you know, you watch these people take off in this roller coaster, and it looks like a film that's been sped up into into fast motion. They're, that's how fast these people are pulling out of the station. Yeah, it's uh, growing up, I was rock and roller coaster was one that I was terrified of uh, when I was standing in that, uh, you know, right behind that chain link fence, fence right there, mm-hmm. waiting in line for seventy minutes, and I'm like, I can't do it. You know, and I and I chicken out there right at the end because um, that takeoff is the only other takeoff I can think of in Orlando that's anywhere like that is the incredible Hulk ride at universal. Uh, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, you're zero to 60 and I think it's what under, it's under four seconds. I believe I'd have it's to under, look. It's under three seconds, I think. Oh, is it? So, yeah, so, I mean, from a thrill ride and, standpoint, and then again, it's a good ride. It's a very good ride. You got Aerosmith blaring in the, the head headset right there, the head, uh, headrest of the, your seat. Uh, it's themed incredibly well. It's probably has one of the best. While, while we don't like the queue, we love the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-show is incredible and and just the ride itself is good you know it's maybe the only inversion at disney world i think right it is yep so you know if you're a thrill seeker look this is this is the ride you came to disney world to to ride and i'm going to go ahead and tell you if you get to hollywood studios first thing in the morning you're going to be able to ride it at least twice maybe three times if you have a fast pass for it mm-hmm the other end of Hol- or the other side of Sunset Boulevard is the Tower of Terror, and you know I I can't say enough about this ride. Just a brief side note: my brother and I recently went to Carowinds, which is a amusement park in Charlotte, North Carolina, and they've got a ride that's sort of similar to Tower of Terror, and it's the Drop Zone Stunt Tower. The difference is that this is literally a tower sitting in the middle of a concrete pad, takes you up, and it drops you. At heart, Tower of Terror is the exact same ride, but there's so much more that goes with this ride. There's so much more buildup. There's so much more backstory. There's so much more theming. It just makes it a, a lot better experience, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you uh, I think you absolutely nailed it. Because it, it is one of those, like, without the theming, it's kind of one of those fair rides that 
takes you up and drops you straight down. The unique thing about Tower of Terror is the sequence of your drops is completely randomized. Uh, at one point, and that does contribute drops. a lot to the ride because you really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and there's a. Uh, some different sequences where you go down and you see the video screen and depending on what you see on that video screen, you have a decent idea of what's coming next. If you ride it enough, uh, or at least I'm just sick in the head and know that, I guess. But I think the randomization, the darkness of it makes it a different experience. I mean, there's your butt comes off the seat and there are times, I don't know if it's you, but I get so discombobulated that I'm like lean. I feel like I'm leaning forward and I'm going to literally fall out of this ride. (laughs) And, and, and it's, you know, when you get to the top and the doors open and you can kind of look out over the whole, the whole park, it's, it's a cool experience, right? You know what I, mean, I miss being able to see when those doors open? What's that? The Earful Tower. <laughs> Too soon. Uh-huh. Too soon. But, but you're right. So again, that's kind of your bread and butter at Hollywood Studios, I think. And you're not going to have problems getting on this ride unless it's the middle of the summertime. Right. What else do we have? And, and I'll go straight to Star Tours because I think that's kind of my next favorite thing at Hollywood Studios. This is another random experience. You really never know what you're going to get on this ride. Yeah, this is another one where, um, you know, you guys have heard us reference Mission Space and talking about training, uh, changing the, you know, the track or the video, the, the experience itself. This is something Star Tours perfected. Uh, they have a ton of different storylines. That, that now we I've been on it I don't know at least at least seven times since this rena- this um, refurbishment happened I haven't had the same one yet I don't know I, I don't think you have either Pete well it's it's gotten a little bit more predictable since the new new film came out mm-hmm. and so they're kind of limiting it to you know experiences I guess based on the new film once once the last Jedi comes out I think that it'll be a little bit more random again but but it's still, you know, it's a unique experience every time. At heart, it's a motion simulator. But again, the theming there, the build up to it, you know, by the time you finally get into that motion simulator and you're there with, I mean, it's big. There's probably, what, 40 or 50 people in there with you? Uh, maybe not that big, but I think at least 30. Mm-hmm. So but once you finally get in there, you're 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 ready for it and you're you're kind of primed and it's totally believable that hey you're uh you're leaving the planet and you're going on an adventure you know a star wars adventure i was gonna say i'm i'm, I'm there with you i mean it's one of the it, it's not my next favorite ride pat or attraction past the other two I, we're gonna hit that later um but it's a must do when we go at, at, on my trip that i have in december we are planning a full day in hollywood studios and it is one of my first three fast passes uh to sh- kind of show you how much i do like riding the ride <laughs> and the and there's not a lot of attractions, but uh. no, there's really not. But the, the the thing about this is the queue here is not bad. Typically, it's not very it's not a very long wait. Although, again, that that does vary depending on when you go. But there is a lot of theming in this queue. You know, outside, yeah, you're you're back and forth. You're kind of it's not necessarily a switchback hell, but it's you know there are some switchbacks. But you know, there's a lot to look at. There's an Ewok village. There's a Imperial Walker. Mm-hmm. So there is a there is a lot to look at out there. Once you get inside, the detail's pretty good. You know, not not one of my favorite cues per se, but there is a lot of detail and a lot of thought that went into planning for this. So and it, it really does kind of build you up for the ride experience. You know, I, I've heard uh, and I've seen videos of sometimes Darth Vader will stand somewhere in the queue 
Uh, he won't actually be in the, you know, the, the line, but he'll be somewhere inside the facility, uh, just just staring at everyone. And That's I've cool. never been fortunate enough to see it, but uh, you know, if they did that, I, I know why they don't do it as regularly because it's so awesome when they do do it. Uh, you know, the, the more common you make that, the more mm-hmm. everyone gets used to it then. But um, they, they do a lot of this one. I mean, it, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think being outside is that much fun. But to your point, you did name some pretty realistic looking Star Wars things you see. And this is one of the rides that, you know, you get behind people that are taking pictures and, you know, it, it holds up the line. So there is a lot to see, a lot to take pictures of. A lot of photo ops. So, but again, this is one that you can ride multiple times. You can you can probably ride this ride five or six times in your day at Hollywood Studios and and not see the same thing twice. I'd agree with you. So, moving on, you know, I I would have taken a stop at the Great Movie Ride here, but uh, unfortunately, Disney has decided to make a horrible decision and close that down. So, we'll go right on to Muppet Vision 3D. Hey, what do you like got we- to say about this one? This is also not my number three, but it's pretty pretty close. As we like to say on this podcast, the key is under the mat, if you're wondering. Um, I like the Muppets. I think it's funny. I think the pre-show is funny. We've talked about our favorite cues, and I, and I had this as one of mine. Um, it's a must-do. It's air-conditioned. You look for those kind of things. You get to sit down off your feet and hang out a little bit. The only thing I'll say is probably not probably not something that you're going to do multiple times. Yeah, if you've seen the show before, you know exactly what it is. It hasn't changed. You're going to do it once. You're going to laugh, no matter how many times you've seen it. But it, it, to Pete's point, you know we've hit a couple attractions already that we try to do multiple times at Hollywood Studios. This is not one of them, but it is something you do at least once. It's definitely worth doing at least once. If if you haven't seen it. Definitely go see it. If you have seen it, go back and see it again. It's it's definitely worth it, but but not something that I would do multiple times on the same day. And then really the only other traction we've got is Toy Story Midway Mania, right? I love it. I This is something you can do multiple times. Definitely multiple times. It, it has helped a ton since they've opened up the third track there. The lines are nowhere near where they used to be. But I mean if you're with multiple people even if you're with one other person you know this is pure competition and it's different every you know the ride is the same but but the competition is different every time yeah this is one um you know i would say i am the the master at buzz Lightyear space ranger spin just like pete the toy story mania still has me like i don't know how to just dominate it like i i don't know all the i'm not as good at this one as i'd like to be uh i, I my fiance has is 4-0 against me on this. I never could beat her. Uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, she's going to be mad, but I probably could beat her with my left hand without even moving the joystick. I, I don't know. I love this ride. I love the theme and the cue. I'm a Toy Story dude. I mean, I, I grew up watching Toy Story. Uh, so this is one that it is one of my fast passes uh, on my trip. Uh, we're going to rush to Rock and Roller Coaster, hit that, and then utilize Tier 1 uh, with Toy Story Mania. Uh, but this is one you can do countless times because to Pete's point competition the competition always changes so okay really five attractions that we just went through right there right two of them you're going to have a different experience on every time the other two are just good rides so yeah there's only really 
four rides at Hollywood Studios. But, you know, you're still going to have a good time regardless of how many times you ride that. So what else do we have to do at Hollywood Studios? So the the stage shows. And there's a couple of them. Well, a few, I guess. You've got Star Wars. Eh, You know, we've talked about this in the past before on this show. If you've never seen it before, is is it worth seeing? Sure. If you're a Star Wars fan, is it worth seeing? Sure. I, it's it's not for me. I'm I'm not a huge fan of this show. So it, I'm not I'm not either. Um, I've stayed through and watched it in in, in the it's in, in its entirety just one time. Uh, but being in Hollywood Studios for a full day, it's shown so many times. You 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 could almost see it in its entirety just kind of walking around the park. I will say that the 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 thing that sticks out to me is you do see a lot of different Star Wars characters and the 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 character costumes are incredibly they are detailed. cool they definitely are. i mean it looks you're, you're talking the stormtroopers look as straight out the movie so something star wars that is worth doing is the jedi training i love watching this i, I don't know why and you know i'm way too old to, to participate in this but something about seeing these <laughs> you know seeing these kids train as jedi and fight a Sith Lord or or whatever, whoever they happen to fight. I think Kylo Ren pops out now. Yep. I don't know. It's it's a cool experience. It's something that you can stand and watch in its entirety. It never yeah, gets. I'm old. jealous that I'm not. I'm jealous that I am also considered to be too old to do it. Um, wielding a lightsaber was always a dream of mine, <laughs> and to do it at Disney World would have been, I mean, like the ultimate deal. Mm-hmm. So the other two we've got are we've got Beauty and the Beast live on stage. It's played a couple times a day. If you have any love of any Disney movies, it's definitely worth seeing. This is, I just saw the Beauty and the Beast Broadway musical recently. This is kind of where this was developed, was from this show at Disney World. It's what? 30 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it's 25 to 30 minutes long. Exactly. It's hits all the highlights of the movie. You know, there's some songs, there's some costumes. It's it's really well done. I I'm a I'm a huge fan of this. I may have mentioned this in the past, but Beating the Beast is my fiance's favorite Disney movie. So, on our trip we saw it uh, on the Mendu Disney trip, we it was hot. I mean, we we sat down to watch it. I have not seen it on Broadway, but to Pete's point, I do know that the Broadway was kind of it was trialed in Disney World to see the 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 support and then it if it must, correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the folks that actually perform at Disney will then go perform on the Broadway show as well. Yeah, I think so. And and a lot of the costumes, a lot of the like scenery and that kind of stuff, I think was trialed at Disney World before it went to Broadway. And and I noticed a lot of similarities between the show at Disney World and then what we saw, you know, with the actual stage show. And, you know, they've kicked um, they have kicked the show times back a little bit. Uh, it was like six times a day. At one point, I think it's down to three. And then at night, they do the music of Pixar, uh, which is still running, I believe, right now. Uh, but I, I'm with Pete. I mean, I think it's well worth it. I, I don't. I think they have a fast pass option for it. There is a fast pass. That. Probably not worth it. You know, show um, up 20 yeah. minutes before the show, and you're going to get a seat. Yeah, d- don't think you need the fast pass option for it. Uh, I would try to use those to Pete's point in the afternoon for different attractions. But it's definitely worth seeing, and it's one I really enjoy. And, you know, I just thought about it. There's a lot more shows here, I guess, than than I 
initially realize because you've got also the the frozen sing along. I've never done this before, Which, but Tom, I know that I know that you and and your fiance did, right? Yeah. So here here on our trip, we went in late June. We came before July Fourth one year, and I um I mean I was dying. I was so hot, and I I sweat profusely as is. So I went up to a cast member. I said, "What is this show?" And I think the young girl could tell that I was really hot. And she goes, you probably, she goes, do you like Frozen? I said, I've never seen it. At this point, I'd never even seen it. I was boycotting Frozen. Really? Why? Be, well, I just, I like old Disney, man. Well, and the girl looks at me and says, sir, hey, wait, it's have the you best seen, Have you seen Moana? Uh, no, but I have seen Frozen now. Oh, my God. The girl looks at me and says, sir, this is the best air condition in Hollywood studios. So even <laughs> if you despise the show. You'll you'll be very comfortable, dude. It's hilarious. It is a sing along, and you do have kids singing along. Did you? But the, obviously, you didn't sing along then. Will you sing no, along? I didn't sing when along. You, will you sing along next time you go? Maybe. I mean, I, I think I I think I sang "Let It Go" a little bit, just very quietly, so no one could hear me. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the host of the show are hysterical. I mean, they play it up to the to the adults. It, every joke goes over the kids' head. Uh, so I highly recommend it, if if only for the air conditioned. You need to go in and watch this. It's a good show. Well, not only that, like we're kind of past, you know, the point where "Let It Go" was everywhere. So the song has, you know, you're not you're not hearing "Let It Go" on the radio every other song. It it's not as prevalent at Disney as as it was maybe three or four years ago. So you know, it, it's probably worth going and seeing. So what else we got? We've got um, Little Mermaid. This one could use an upgrade. It, it could use an upgrade. I, it's okay. You know, it's not... It's worth seeing. Again, it's it's a Little Mermaid, right? Like, I, I'm the fanboy Matt of Hollywood Studios. So, I love it. Yeah, no, look, I, I'm, I'm not going to bash... I'm not going to bash anything at Hollywood Studios, especially now, because, you know, why, why kick a man while he's down, right? But... Uh, to me, out of all the shows, this this is in the most desperate need of an upgrade. Now, whether you change it to something else, whether you go back and kind of retool the show, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. But you know, to me, if there's a show that you're going to skip, this might be it. Despite the fact that it's got, you know, all the classic songs from Little Mermaid in it. So I don't know if there's a skippable thing here. Um, if you well, we're kind of limited, right? <laughs> I've skipped Indiana Jones before and still had the full day and it was pl- it was packed and good. So I don't know that there's a skippable thing. So that was with great movie ride. That's that's where I'm gonna, I was going to go next too was to Indiana Jones. I I may be in the minority here, but I love this show. I can't stand it. Really? I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. It has no relevancy to me as a child with Disney. So like Beauty and the Beast is another one I've seen a lot. Muppets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it has some action. It but does. Dude, this had, this, I don't know. I, I, I'm i going to see it. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go on my next trip. I'm going to go in December and see it. It, it definitely but, could use a, re- a refresh, I guess. They could they could definitely change something. Do you ever notice the um, billboard outside? Does, it looks nothing like Harrison Ford. <laughs> Like if I was Harrison Ford, I'd go to Disney and be like, "Man, that is not what I look like." <laughs> I have I have never noticed that before. No, I'll put the I'll put the picture on Twitter and I'll send it to you, per 
per our episode, Harrison Ford, you mad, bro. I'll tag him in the tweet. <laughs> so I think that's, well, the, the forgetting the most important show at Hollywood Studios. You got two if, you're, well, if we're doing, I know you're going to hit Fantasmic. Well, that was what I was forgetting. What else we got? Well, I was thinking fireworks shows. Oh, okay. But to Fantasmic's point, best best show in Disney World. If, if, if don't go for a half day, go enjoy Hollywood Studios for the day and cap the night with a little Fantasmic action. T- to me, there's no better end to a night at Disney than Fantasmic. I, I know we've I, talked about our love of Fantasmic before in the past on this show. I, I mean. I think to me it's the it represents the perfect Disney show. You've got a perfect mix of music, of characters, of fireworks, you know, pyrotechnics, water. I mean, not that that's really something you'd expect from a Disney show, but but I mean, every Disney character you can imagine is on this show. And then Mickey does magic. I mean, he does real magic. I mean, he shoots fire out of his fingers. Not only that, but he disappears. And reappears. Twice. 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 <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have... It, it is the Disney show. You've got every classic character you could dream of on a boat driven by Steamboat Willie, which was a trivia question. Yep. Bazinga yep. there. It, it's, you guys, we don't have to harp on it. You know where we are with Fantasmic. We, we can acknowledge that it maybe needs an upgrade, but it's still the greatest show in, in Disney World in our minds. And if and if you can swing this into a, you know, phantasmic, feast and phantasmic, I don't I don't know why you wouldn't. Now, granted, you really only have two choices there, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, um, I guess, you know, the fireworks shows kind of jingle bell jingle bam, which is going to be happening very soon. I'm not a huge fan of. The Star Wars a Galactic Spectacular is pretty incredible. So definitely worth seeing that, you know, particularly if it's after Fantasmic, which typically I think it is. Yeah, Star Wars might be the best fireworks show at Disney. And I love anything done in Magic Kingdom. But that's, you know, the, the visuals they put on the, the uh, Chinese theater and coupled with the fireworks and the Star Wars music. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's right up my alley. And I'm not, and I'm not that over-the-top Star Wars guy either. You know, I know no, there's people it, who like Star Wars far more than I do, but that show but, is incredible. But to hear the Star Wars theme and, you know, the music from Star Wars and, and I don't know, it, it kind of, it does. It gives you goosebumps, right? Yep, no doubt. You know, the last kind of thing that, that we'll talk about is the food at Hollywood Studios. Now, you gotta eat. You gotta eat. You're not, we're not going to have the same great restaurants here that we do at, say, an Epcot. But I think there are some pretty big restaurants here that you know if if you're if you're looking to have a quintessential disney experience i guess you know you got to come and eat here so quick service tom what's your favorite quick service mine's abc commissary you love abc commissary i do it's solely because of the size of it really easy to find a table a lot of different food options I don't know. I mean, that's where I usually, that's where we ate. That's where my fiance and I ate. That's where I'm, well, yeah, I'll probably eat. You know, I, I, I agree with you. It is really easy to, it is really easy to find a table there. The food's decent. And I think I got a Darth Vader cupcake last time I was there, which was delicious. Yeah. The cupcakes are awesome. You can't get a Darth Vader cupcake there. The only other restaurant that I really want to mention here is Pizza Rizzo. 
I have not eaten there yet. I've heard the food is not spectacular, but there is some Muppet theming in there that is kind of worth seeing. But pretty much it's the same menu that Pizza Planet had. Yeah, I mean, Pizza Rizzo's menu is identical to Pizza Planet. If you ever eaten at Pizza Planet, the pizza wasn't great. But you didn't go to Pizza Planet for the pizza. You went because it was a Toy Story-themed restaurant that kids loved. Well, I don't know that today's kids have that same connection with Muppets. The theming's incredible. You will see some remnant, remnants to um, Pizza Planet throughout your restaurant, uh, throughout your dining experience, rather. Um, and I think the, I think you nailed it. I, this isn't a quick service. The only other place I would hit uh, in this kind of category for quick service or small eats would be Baseline. I know they have a pretzel. I know they have a okay. um, charcuterie board, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you're a craft beer drinker, while Pete and I haven't been there yet, everything I've read says it's the best craft beers in Disney World. Uh, so if you do want to... Which which Hollywood Studio, and, and I was going to get to this in a minute, but Hollywood Studios does have, and I, I don't remember the name of the place, but it's, it's on the... If you're walking down uh, Sunset... Boulevard towards Tower Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. It's right on the left there. It looks like a little marketplace. They do have a lot of kind of craft beers in there too. Hollywood Studios is kind of the place to get craft beer at Disney World. And the other place that I had craft beer, and I'm sure the other restaurants have it as well, was was Hollywood and Vine. And that's one of the that's one of the table service restaurants I want to hit on is Hollywood and Vine. If you're looking for a character experience, I mean, this is pretty much your only option at Hollywood Studios. Just before we forget, it's called the Sunset Ranch, I believe, is what you were referring okay. to with the craft beer down Sunset. Um, moving on, that, that I did Hollywood right. and Vine for lunch. I'm not a beer drinker, cannot speak to the craft beer options there. The characters are different for lunch and dinner. They are. So lunch, um, I this is I, I don't watch Disney. I don't have kids, and I don't, I'm not a Disney Channel guy. I don't even know the characters that are there for lunch. Your dinner characters are the, the classics. So my wife and I went uh, if, if for dinner, and Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Donald, and that's you know that's that's who we saw. And and that's that's Disney. That's who I'd want to see. But now the food leaves a little bit to be desired. I love do, it. Do you? I love it. <laughs> I was really hungry that day. Well, um, okay, it's it is a buffet, but it's. It's not great food. You know, it's your typical Disney buffet. Although they do have some kind of items on the menu that you wouldn't see at, at other Disney buffets. So mm-hmm. what I was going to get to with that is that is the first of your options for a Fantasmic Feast and Fantasmic. Because Hollywood and Vine, it's typically going to be the easiest one to get if you're looking for a dinner reservation with Fantasmic tickets. It's Hollywood and Vine. And that's the only reason my wife and I ate there was because... We did the Feast and Fantasmic. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, Hollywood Vines is a restaurant that uh, my fiance and I ate at solely for the Feast and Fantasmic. Um, it was really easy to get for lunch. It is, to Pete's point, it's the easiest to get for dinner. Uh, so if you are looking for that preferred seating in Fantasmic, which we highly recommend, um, that's one option. So Pete, didn't mean to cut you off. Let's go to, let's go to number two. No problem. Number two I was going to talk about was Mama Melrose's. I've never seen a Mama Melrose dinner and Fantasmic package open before. It's always been lunch. But we did this on our Mendo Disney trip. I think the food here was good. They have a good selection of beer. They have a good selection of wine. So this is you know, what I would most highly recommend if you can get it for the Feast and Fantasmic. 
is Mama Melrose's. I love Mama Melrose's. I worked my tail off to get it for lunch for our feast in Fantasmic. Um, we went on our men to Disney trip. I was unable, wait, I say I, my fiance and I were unable to get it for our trip uh, last July or two Julys ago rather. But anyway, the food's great here. The service is cool. The atmosphere is cool. The menu has a lot of different mm-hmm. items. I mean, it's it would classify as an Italian restaurant, but there's a lot of different items there. I think a couple guys got steak. Uh, One of us got spaghetti. Yeah, yeah it's um, you, you're not going to go away hungry with the the feast and phantasmic package there. The service was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, our our waiter was awesome, and it was quick. Uh, it he, was he quick too, with, right? We had a we had a late lunch, and I think we were in and out of there in under an hour. In like four, yeah, it was like forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to, and that's important to us. And we like to get back to attractions mm-hmm. and throw up all the food we just ate. Exactly. So, so bef- before we get to the last option for the feast and Fantasmic, I think it's I think it's worth mentioning the other the other two table service restaurants at Hollywood Studios. Um, and I know that you're eager to talk about one in particular. Well, they're just I wasn't necessarily going to hammer one here. They're both so uniquely they themed. Are. You don't find anything like this in Disney. 50s Primetime Cafe and the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, two of the best theme restaurants. So I have not, I have not eaten at the 50s Primetime Cafe. I have eaten at the Sci-Fi um, Drive-In Theater, but so I have 50s, not been to 50s. The, the whole deal there is everyone's family, and your waitress or waiter talks to you mm-hmm. like family, and they talk to you direct, and it's pretty rude. Um, it's but it's great if you play along with it. Everyone's a cousin, brother, mama, dad, grandparent. It, it's Everyone in the restaurant's connected, and they just lay into you. Man, if you get on your cell phone, if you have kids and, and you can't get them to get off their cell phones at dinner, your waiter or waitress will get them off the cell phone. Elbows on the table, not using your napkin, <laughs> not, not eating your vegetables. 50s prime time is That's awesome. That's funny. How's, how's the food? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, mean, if, I mean, I'm imagining like meatloaf and like the menu, peas. Yeah, and, yeah, the menu, it, it is similar to that. Uh, but yeah, the food's okay. The atmosphere's really cool. They show TV shows from the '50s in there. Uh, there are some TVs with black and white shows. So it's themed like rooms of a house, right? Exactly. Everyone's family. Everyone's at the same house mm-hmm. eating together. So the the sci-fi dine-in theater, I I really like. This was, I think, honestly, I think this was the first table service restaurant I ever ate at at Disney World, and so. You know, the the premise is that you're at a drive-in and you're sitting in tables that look like cars and you're watching these old movies, you know, Plan 9 from Outer Space and, and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, you're being served by car hops. So it's it's a really cool themed, you know, you're outside. Technically, you're not outside, but it's, you know, it's themed to look like you're outside. And again, the food is kind of, eh. The food's like burger. I mean, the food's yeah, right. I wouldn't go for dinner if I if you're gonna use it, go for lunch. Yeah. Um. Is don't you also have like a little car box if you need your waiter or waitress? You can like press the call button as if you were at a. You do. Yeah. Okay. You do. Yeah. The cool thing there, and we have frisbees for days. They used to serve kids meals on frisbees. Um. Essentially, when you cleaned your plate, you got to get a, you got a, a frisbee, uh, and the frisbee mm-hmm. glows in the dark. Uh. So that was always neat. And then he to Pete's point, you're in a car, so. Imagine the front seat and the back seat of your car both facing the same direction. So if you have a family of four, you're not looking and talking to each other. You know, it's a row in a row. So that it's awesome. Uh, I we're not going on our trip, but it is one that 
if you have kids, it's cool. It's entertaining. Probably about a 40 to 60 minute experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, foods, me, but it is, it's, a, it's more it, of a you know, lunch it's, spot. I, I agree. It's, it's your typical Disney burgers and, you know, whatever. But it, it's, it's worth it for the theming, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so the final option that you have for the Feast and Fantasmic and the only two credit uh, table service restaurant at Hollywood Studios, I think, right? Yep. Is, is the Hollywood Brown Derby. Um, you know, it's, the food's good. I don't, it's, it's not worth two credits though. This has never, never been one I would ever recommend. There's people that like it. Smaller restaurant, a um, little pricier. There's some good things on the menu, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, it probably has the highest quality food in Hollywood Studios. It might, but but you know, if if you look at it compared to Mama Melrose's, I think you're getting a lot better value at Mama Melrose's than you do at the Brown Derby. Yeah, I mean, th- there are two but, two da- two uh, table credit restaurants I would recommend. Yeah, this isn't one of them. There's there's a lot better options than this, but this is one that if if you are dead set on getting a dinner and Fantasmic reservation, this is one that's pretty much always going to be open. And, and that is, it, it's not because of the food. It, it's because people, a lot of people are on the Disney dining plan. They don't want to spend mm-hmm. the two credits, so they find Mama Melrose's as their best food option and go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is why you will see it available. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all the food at Hollywood Studios. And, and look, there's a couple of things that we didn't touch on. We didn't touch on, it's not one man's dream anymore. It's um, Walt Disney Presents, I think is what it's called now. We didn't talk about that. That's another kind of walkthrough event that goes through the history of Walt Disney. There's a little video to watch at the end, but it's a it's a walkthrough. We didn't talk about the Star Wars launch bay, which is Star Wars props. So there is uh, there are other things that we didn't talk about, but you know the point is this. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of attractions open at, at Hollywood Studios right now, but I I would argue that they that two of them are among the best at Disney World. The other two are unique experiences every time that you go. And three three of them are the your three of them are the best rides. Some of the best rides at Disney World: uh, Toy Story mm-hmm. Mania, Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster are three of your best best attractions at Disney World. We hit um, Star Tours is good. Muppet Visions, uh, do it once you enjoy it. Yep. So you know, there's there's definitely just. I mean, really, look if you just did rides, there's enough right there to fill your whole day until Fantasmic. But there are these shows. There are, you know, the walkthrough attractions. There's food. You know, the the other thing we didn't talk about is is well, I guess I did talk about it. Is you know, there's craft beer there. So if we didn't talk about our we yeah, didn't talk about we, our cart by Rock and Roller Coaster. Let, well, let me hit that here in one second because I got to get pretty <laughs> serious about that. We don't. I don't have. A, I do not have a kid. Pete is not taking his daughter to uh, Disney World yet. But there are some pretty good character meet and greets at Hollywood Studios as well. That's uh, to true. Consume your day. That's true. In, in reference to our cart, uh, there's a cart in the same uh, area as Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, right by where you'd go in to see Beauty and the Beast. And Pete and I were looking for some, looking for a beverage. Went in. Cool thing was the cast member working the cart was from the same uh, city that I live in and that Pete went to college at. So we kind of clicked there, and and she was good to us. We'll put it like that. She's she was very good to us on our beverages. 
Yes, yes, she was. Yes, she was. So, you know, there there is an opportunity there. Don't listen to the hype. Schedule a day there. You're not going to regret it. I agree. Trust us. We, we wouldn't be taking full days there uh, ourselves if we didn't truly believe it was a full day park. And, and to his point, just one more thing. It, we're not out here trying to sunshine pump anything. On our personal trips, we do a full day at Hollywood Studios. So we have no incentive to push other people to do that. We're now, just giving now you wait, our wait, advice. Now, wait, wait, wait. Before you say that, that was before they closed the Great Movie Ride. The Great Movie Ride is not going to – now, Pete has an infatuation with the Great Movie Ride. It's not going to alter my day too drastically. I'll just do Indiana Jones now. I mean, it was a one, it was a one-time a trip thing. You know, we weren't, we weren't going on the Great Movie Ride four or five times. But it was still, you know, it's still a 20 or 30 minute uh, journey. So no doubt. All right. Well, so that kind of closes it out for our main topic. Um, Tom, what else we got for tonight? Got the, we've got the secret of the night, obviously. We've got the trivia winner from last week and another trivia question that fires me up. So going to the secret of the night. Magic Kingdom's Main Street is lined with our nation's flags on top of the buildings. Only they're not technically real American flags. You know, because regulations would call for traditional flags to be raised, lowered, and flown at half-mast. Uh, each, each of the flags at Disney World is missing a star or stripe in order to be left up permanently. They serve double duty as well. These flagpoles are actually lightning rods in disguise, protecting guests below from inclement weather. It's one of my favorite Disney secrets because I've, before I read this, I had never realized they weren't truly American flags because I couldn't tell, you know, 49 or 50 stars or 12, 13, 14, depending on what they do with the stripes. I, the, and then to have them as lightning rods, no one wants to think about needing a lightning rod on their vacation. So Disney disguises them so you don't even realize they're, they're protecting you. Uh, moving on to our trivia question from last week and our winner. Kind of an easy one. A lot of, lot of the right answer. Uh, what was the first roller coaster attraction at Disney World? Pete, do you remember the answer? I think it was Space, right? It was Space Mountain. Exactly. And our winner was uh, Tracy from the good old state of South Carolina. Tracy, if you would, please email us again. Send us your mailing address and uh, we'll get your prize out the door and on its way. As always, thank you for everyone who participated. We had a great, great turnout again. Moving to our trivia question for this week, we're going to stay with the Hollywood Studios theme. Based on the storyline, what day and year did the Hollywood Tower Hotel get struck by lightning? This one's tricky because I, Pete and I know that they tell you the year, but you may have to be observant of the actual day. Uh, so again, based on the storyline, what day and year did the Hollywood Tower Hotel get struck by lightning? Uh, That's tough. It is. You can tweet us at Podcast or email us at mindywdw at gmail.com with your answer. Uh, look forward to everyone participating, and that's all for me. All right, Matt, you got anything for tonight? No. Doesn't, doesn't radio sound silence. Like radio yeah, silence. Radio silence. Well, with that being said, we'll go ahead and close it out. That's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving you the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week.